I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. This is KSL's Religion Today, a weekly look at religion and spirituality here at home and around the world. Now, here's your host, Martin Tanner, on KSL News Radio. Welcome. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. Today, I'm going to take a diversion from the usual topics that relate directly to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and go into some areas that are a little bit different, but I think you'll find fascinating nonetheless. The first one is a very short description of nine apparitions of the Virgin Mary that are believed to be true and actually sanctioned by the Catholic Church as genuine. They're are dozens, if if not hundreds, of smaller, less widely known apparitions of the Virgin Mary that are believed by Catholics in local areas to be true. So this is a fascinating phenomenon within the Catholic faith that we're going to discuss a bit today, just so that you can see what some other faiths believe in terms of ongoing visions and communications from the other side. And then at the very end, I wanted to talk about Emanuel Swedenborg, who's a fascinating character, someone who says things that sound very, very much like they are inspired, and some other things that maybe make your head scratch a bit. So I I hope you'll enjoy this slight diversion from our usual direction on this program but for many of you, this will be the first time that you have heard some of these some of these stories. So in the Catholic faith, of course, there is God the Father, His Son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And those three are one God, three separate persons of one undivided substance. Beyond that trinity, Trinitarian concept of God, there are others who are highly revered. Among those are saints. And perhaps at the very top of the list, we find the Holy Family of Jesus, which would be, of course, Joseph and Mary. Mary occupies a very special spot in the hearts of Catholics all over the world. In many ways, this derives from some of the apparitions or visions that people have had over her. Those that are sanctioned are the ones I'm going to mention today. The first is, well, the first is of the Virgin Mary, and in these visions she is called Our Lady of Good Health, and you will see why she is called the Lady of Good Health. And these span from the 16th to the 17th centuries. According to tradition, the first apparition by Our Lady of Good Health is said to have occurred to a young boy delivering buttermilk to a man who lived far away. During his travels, the boy stopped and resided for a minute to rest. 
next to a lake that was shaded by a banyan tree and a beautiful woman carrying a child is said to have appeared to him and asked the boy for some milk to feed her child, which he freely gave. When he reached his home for his milk delivery, he apologized for the delay and said that there would be less milk in this particular pot than usual and apologized for that. But when he opened the lid, according to this tradition, the container was completely full of milk. Hence, the idea that this is the Virgin Mary and that she, in this context, was the lady of good health because she's bringing something healthy for people to drink, which is milk. The second apparition happened quite some years later and is said to have occurred to a lame boy. This young man had a similar duty to the first one I was talking about. He would sell buttermilk to passing travelers who would pause in the shade of a tree to escape the heat of the day. He had no customers or very few. According to the account, suddenly an ethereal woman, this this woman who was kind of shimmering and you could see through her holding a child, appeared to him. Sounds very much like the prior description. Although, according to Catholic tradition, neither of these young men knew each other. And so this woman again asks for a cup of buttermilk, similar to what happened before to this other young man. And again, this lad gives a cup of buttermilk and she fed her child. The woman asked the boy to go to the closest town there and to find a man there and tell him to build a chapel in her honor and apparently cured from his malady. This young boy, remember, was was lame. He was cured and he runs into town where he found the local man who knew that he was lame, told him his story, showed him that he could now walk and said that there was to be built a chapel there dedicated to Mary under the title of Our Lady of Good Health. And that happened. It was a very um, meager chapel. It was made of some of the local materials and very small, but it was a wonderful chapel and quite revered by those of the day. The next one is a 17th century account of a Portuguese merchant who was sailing and was caught in a severe storm in the Bay of Bengal. The sailors prayed fervently for Mary, who was the star of the sea, to save them and promised to build a church in her honor if they would be spared and if they could make it to land. Soon the sea became calm. Their ship landed near uh, a certain place called Valencani, and there was thereafter a feast of the Nativity of Mary to honor their promise. They also had, in addition to this feast, a rebuilt thatched chapel that was transformed into a stone church, and it's been renovated since then several times. So they kept their promise and uh, did indeed make a church for her. The next account is from 1531. This is quite uh, a famous one. Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico 
a man named Juan Diego. And incidentally, for those in the northern Utah area, Juan Diego High School is named after this uh, this event. A young man named Juan Diego, an Aztec who had recently converted to the Catholic faith, saw an apparition. This was on the morning of December 9th of 1531. Mary appeared and asked that a church be built in her honor. The local bishop didn't believe the story, but eventually the story Stockton was believed and a church was indeed built. And it's there. It's quite a famous church. The next one is Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal or Our Lady of Graces. This happened in 1830. Notice that this is the year that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was founded and the Book of Mormon was published. This happened in Paris. Catherine, who was a novice at the and novice in this context means somebody who was brand new at the Daughters of Charity at St. Vincent de Paul. She reported one night that in the convent chapel uh, that she had asked that a specific medallion be made because Mary had appeared to her and described to her that this medal needed to be made and that it should be produced and that there would be many miracles made to happen because of this medal. And so this young lady named Catherine, one of the daughters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul, draws this quite ornate, miraculous medal. And if you've ever seen it, it is quite amazing and and beautiful. And it has uh, on the front a picture of Mary as Catherine described her, and the design on the reverse um, includes some beautiful artistry that that shows the the cross and and some other things it's it's quite exquisite at any rate over the time this medal is said to have resulted in many many people being cured we'll be right back after this break we're talking about miraculous apparitions of the virgin mary and the catholic faith kind of a new topic stay tuned i'm martin tanner this is religion today Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Religion Today with host Martin Tanner continues on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. Our subject today is something a little off the beaten path for this show. We're starting off with apparitions or visions of the Virgin Mary and the Catholic faith. We're talking about nine of them. We're partway through. And when we finish those, I'm going to talk a little bit about Emanuel Swedenborg, who was a fascinating guy who was revered during his lifetime as a visionary man, somebody who received visions and miracles, it's similar in some ways to Joseph Smith, although he never founded a church. And his current followers today who did find found a church after him, are less than 10,000 in number. So 
a little bit different result than the uh, 15 or so million plus that are in the LDS church today. A fascinating man nonetheless. I think you'll find some of his teachings quite quite fascinating. All right, let's go back to our apparitions of the Virgin Mary. We left off with the discussion of the medal that was made from the apparition in France in a place named Rue de Bac, which is near Paris. And this is Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal because, of course, she told this uh, sister, Catherine, to make this medal and many miracles would happen because of it. And according to Catholic tradition, they did. The next one happened in 1846. This is an apparition called Our Lord, excuse me, Our Lady of La Salette. And this is also in France. Two shepherd children reported seeing a vision or apparition of Mary who was weeping. She was weeping on the Lord's day and in the Lord's name, and she entrusted certain secrets to each of these children. Now, the fascinating part about this description is the idea that each of these children, uh, and there were two of them, they wrote down these secrets that they received from the Virgin Mary and gave them to Pope Pius IX, who had them and kept them entrusted. And this was apparently quite an important thing in the Catholic faith and was believed and still is believed today to be a genuine apparition. The next one is Our Lady of Lourdes, which happened in 1856. This one in Lourdes, France. A 14-year-old shepherd girl named Bernadette reported seeing Mary appear to her while she was out gathering firewood in the countryside. Mary identified herself to this young shepherd girl, Bernadette, as the Immaculate Conception and told Bernadette of the location of a spring, promising miraculous healings from its waters. And since 1862, more than 60 medical cures associated with the water there in Lourdes have been certified as miraculous by the Catholic Church, which does quite extensive evaluations into these kinds of claims of cures. An independent study of the cures was published in 2012 and concluded that some of them were currently beyond our ability to understand, but they were impressive and incredibly effective and awaiting some kind of scientific explanation. Next, we get to Our Lady of Knock in 1879. This is Knock, Ireland. There were 15 people, a group of 15 men, women, and children ranging ranging in age from 5 to 75 reported seeing an apparition behind their church against the back wall of an altar with a lamb on it, which they took to represent Jesus. They were surrounded by angels. Off to the side in prayer stood Mary, Joseph, and St. John. Because Mary was among those seen, the apparitions classified as a vision of Mary, although 
There were many others there. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, John, and numerous angels makes it really quite unique. Another distinctive characteristic is that this apparition was silent. No message was given, but the apparition lasted for an hour and a half, which is quite remarkable. And finally, I I wanted to mention Our Lady of Fatima. This happened in 1917. It's the most recent one that's been officially sanctioned by the Catholic Church as being genuine. Three shepherd children reported seeing apparitions of an angel who identified herself as the guardian angel of Portugal. And that followed by apparitions of Mary. And Mary revealed to the children three secrets. And those were subsequently, over time, delivered. And those apparently... Well, I I should give a little more detail here. The first secret was the reality of hell and the means of saving people from it through personal sacrifices and acts of reparation. The second one was a prediction of the future upheavals, beginning with World War II. And the third is kind of an obscure vision of the future persecution of the Catholic Church. I say obscure just because it wasn't detailed. The apparitions culminated with the miracle of the sun, where an astronomical phenomenon was witnessed by a crowd of approximately 70,000 people. It's quite, uh, quite, quite a fascinating series of events. So how do we explain those? I'm, I'm not sure, but they are highly revered by Catholics to this day. Let's take a look at Emanuel Swedenborg, who's a fascinating man. He was a guy who was born and lived approximately 100 years before Joseph Smith. Emanuel Swedenborg was actually born on February 8th of 1688, and he died in 1772. He never started a church, but is considered to be a great theologian, and churches have been formed after him to this day. It's a little bit... uh, like the Lutheran Church. Martin Luther never started a church, but others did after him in his name. He became best known for his book called Heaven and Hell, which was published in 1758. He was a prolific inventor and scientist. And then in 1741, when he was 53, he started this new course or direction in his life, which was very spiritual in nature, and he began to experience dreams and visions. Notably, on April 6th of 1744, uh, he had this vision. His experiences culminated in a spiritual awakening in which he received a revelation that Jesus Christ had appointed him to write a book called The Heavenly Doctrine to Reform Christianity, which he said had gotten off track. Sound a little bit familiar? In a way, this is a restoration. He also had some visions where from a distance of more than 250 miles, and during his era, that would have taken several days for news of it to travel, he saw in vision a fire in Stockholm, Sweden. And news of that fire, which he described in fairly great detail, uh, arrived three three days later by messenger. 
He also described, and this is one of the things that I find most fascinating, he said that he was able after his visions to see freely heaven and hell and speak with angels and demons and spirits. And so he describes many of the things in heaven and in hell and on just generally on the other side that might be fairly familiar to Latter-day Saints. One is the idea that we are here suspended between heaven and hell so that we can be freely influenced and so that we may freely choose between them both so that we can learn from those experiences. Sounds a little bit like the reasons Latter-day Saints see for our earthly life here. There must needs be opposition in all things. That's a little bit like influences of heaven and of hell. Join me again next week. I hope you've enjoyed this sort of offbeat and different uh, series of topics today. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.